I kind of feel like we left a lot out last episode. Yeah, um, we had some really good ideas and forgot a lot of them. <laughs> so, you know, I, I realized like I was really upset that we didn't list the wetland indicator status. Like Liriodendron is a facultative upland and that dictates where – where it can go because it's mostly yeah. found in uplands. And but. I was upset that we never told people if we liked that plant or not. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean we wanted to say, hey, we like it or, hey, we have it in our yard or would we plant it in our yard. So we're going to try to keep that back on track. But speaking of keeping on track, I'm going to give you five clues. So it's a new plant today, and I'm going to see if you can get it from these clues. You ready? All right. Let's see if the streak continues. All right. It is a deciduous shrub. Okay. It gets 6 to 12 feet tall. Mm-hmm. I think I know it already. Get out of here. Are I you serious? Think, I think I know it. Keep uh, going. All right. <laughs> uh, smooth gray-brownish bark. It has bright green compound leaves with four to six pairs of opposite leaflets and one terminal leaflet. And my last clue is... It is facultative wet. Oh, uh, I'm going to say um, Rus Typhina. Oh, come on. That's an up. That's a facultative I don't upland. know. I don't know. Uh, the, we're an upland. <laughs> I don't know the wetland indicators of those, the, the Rus's eh, as well. I need to get a buzzer, like a buzzer, yeah. like eh, or an applause if you get it right. That would that, be kind of cool. That would be good. Yeah. All right. I, I don't, I have applause. I don't have a buzzer. I got to get that. All right. So, uh, it is wrong. Today's today's plant is Sambucus nigra subspecies Ooh, canadensis, mm. which is elderberry. I'm kicking myself for that one. <laughs> You're listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Okay, so today's plant is elderberry, uh, Sambucus nigra subspecies canadensis. And uh, Tom, I was able to stump Tom. We're one for one. You I know what? I When you were talking about that plant... And when I said I thought I knew it on guest or on uh, hint two, yeah, what I were you thinking at that point? It was going to be uh, Ilex glabra. Oh, just so like that six to twelve foot foot range. But, but I, I did say deciduous. You did shrub. say deciduous, yeah. but I was thinking <laughs> six to twelve feet, and that's uh, yeah. But, but I was wrong. But I, I think this was you know it's hard. All these native plants have merits, and it was hard to pick which ones we we're going to do first because if this is a long running show and we do one a day. We're going to need a lot of native plants. Yeah, but this is a really, really interesting plant because it has so many benefits, not just for for erosion control and for wildlife, but also for people. So I'm really interested to hear more about this plant. Um, but tell us a little bit about its habitat since I know you said it was a facultative wet plant. It likes wet environments. Tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, it does like wet environments. It doesn't necessarily have to be in wet environments, but it does prefer wet, like a little bit uh, heavier, wetter soil. Um so it can take stream banks. A lot of times you'll see it along uh, banks in the same places that you would see like arrowwood viburnum or uh, winterberry holly. So it's it's very similar in conditions to that. Uh, it is native to most of the continental U.S. with the exception of some of the Pacific Northwest. So it has a very broad really? yeah. uh, native range. Yeah. So um, Yeah, I wouldn't guess that. I would have thought it would have been more confined to the East Coast, but just – I go. I guess I haven't been out west to go and see it, see it out there. But um, I know you were talking a little bit about the leaves. It does have really unique leaves and uh, and compound leaves. Yes. Can you describe what are compound leaves and then about the leaves of this the elderberry too? So compound leaves are are basically they they contain it's multiple leaves make one leaf. 
So um, it, it has leaflets, like we were saying. It was four to six pairs of opposite leaflet with one terminal, which means there's one leaflet at the at the very mm-hmm. end of the, the – I don't know if you'd consider it a panicle, but – but the compound leaves, it's one leaf is meant is actually many leaves. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically like eleven to thirteen leaflets yeah. to making up one leaf. So um and and you can tell by by the panicles. The mm-hmm. um uh I'm trying to think of the not the or like the petiole, like how yes. it goes dormant. Like you can see that when it leafs out, it's creating this long leaflet mm-hmm. um instead of one leaf coming from the stem um but they are like oval to lance oval to lance shaped Mm -hmm. uh the the leaf can be up to six inches long two and a half inches wide and it does have a finely serrated margin so when you think of serrated you think of like a knife yeah like it's got that jagged serrated edge exactly it has that jagged edge that like like a knife like a serrated knife (laughs) exactly so I, i you know and and one of the other things that Whenever something buries, and we're going to talk about that this plant mm-hmm. buries, a, a lot of the first questions we always get asked is, is it – do you need a male and a female? That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to ask as my third question, but I was going to ask that. I know because like if you think of a lot of other plants where they need uh, a, a a male and a female plant, and um, and that's Which one of the things that plant. comes with, yep. uh, with some cultivars I've seen of, of uh, black elderberry as well, but – with the straight species plants, they're, they're manichas. They're manichas, yeah. So it's male and female uh, parts on the same plant. So you you don't have to have male and female. Yeah. So, now, with, what do the flowers look like? Because I know what the berries look like, and you're going to tell everyone what the berries look like. But what do the flowers look like? So they're they're flat topped clusters. So it is like a, a cluster and like like a tabletop almost. Like it's it's flat, um, and it's tiny lemon scented white flowers that make up that flat flower. So it's a bunch of small small flowers mm-hmm. like a nice it's, lemony scent like it's 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 attractive in a in a different way like a lot of viburnums are flat top clusters mm-hmm. um so it's but it's very striking but the blooms there's a lot of cool things you can do with the blooms like we always talk about the antioxidant properties of the berries mm-hmm. which we'll we'll get into that too but the blooms you can actually uh make uh, you can use them for fritters. You've actually I've, I've made the elderflower fritters, and uh, if you paid attention to the royal wedding, what a handful of years ago they made they had elderflower liqueur, so you can make that yep. with with these elderberry flowers like, and they, as well. They tell you to take uh, like a vodka, put it in a mason jar, and then fill it with a bunch of the flowers and let it infuse. Like taste it over time. I don't mm-hmm. know if they tell you to add sugar or not. I can't remember. I I. Would assume so. I but think I you add know. a little bit of sugar to taste. It. You put the flowers in, and then you 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 taste it. Like you give it five days, and then you taste it, and you kind of the longer you sit, the more it infuses. But you can actually buy elder liqueur. I've seen it in in multiple liquor stores mm-hmm. or in or in restaurants. I've actually yeah. seen where uh, they were making elder liqueur uh, mixed drinks at McGillan's, and which is I think the oldest pub in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. You can now get that. it's called Black Elderberry. Yes. So one would assume it has black berries. It it has like a dark purple to black. So it's the fruit is dark purple to black, uh, three to five millimeters in diameter, and they're kind of like a drooping cluster in the fall. So you get a, a cluster of berries and they kind of droop down, uh, and, and and they're weighted enough that they start to pull the plant down a little bit. But yeah, and, <laughs> um, and I know a lot of people who make. Um, like elder, uh, excuse me, elderberry syrup or elderberry juice and those kind of things, 
and they'll consume that. Um, I've even seen elderberry like gummies and and fruit leathers and those kind of things because it has a lot of antioxidant properties. Um, and they're really, really beneficial health-wise. I actually take elderberry uh, a supplement every day, yeah. believe it or not. So Is that with your Flintstones vitamin? Is yes. Right, right the- <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, elderberry, you know, if you're looking to put one on your property, um, they do spread by root suckers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they, they kind of – they'll get wider. They'll sucker up. They do kind of die back to the ground. Like we were talking about uh, on the Native Plants Healthy Planet um, herbaceous woodies. This isn't an herbaceous woody, mm-hmm. but it does tend to die back to the ground sometimes and reflush. Yeah. So don't be surprised if if you're not getting leaflets sprouting from your old your old tree and it's coming up from the bottom. The root system's there to support it, so it will come up quickly. Uh, but it does make a good live stake. You can mm-hmm. take larger cuttings from that and stick it in the ground and propagate that way. If you're looking to expand on an elderberry you have you can easily do that. That's that's one way you can spread on that. That's so. pretty cool. And that's a, just a really cool uh, propagation technique is just being able to cut a stem and then stick it in the ground and it'll start to grow. That's really, really awesome. How does this help our, our like insects and wildlife? So um, game birds, uh, squirrels, other rodents, and uh, like other kind of browsers like that, like the feed on the fruit and the foliage. So uh, that's very popular. Bears love uh, to eat the elderberry fruits, um, uh, deer, elk, moose, they'll browse more on the stems and the foliage. So if you do have mm-hmm. bears and you have elderberry, that's that may be a draw. Like know that, um, but it does, you know. But also, if you're looking for something that's deer resistant, this isn't going to be uh, your plant for that. Um, it is pollinated by bees and and other native pollinators, and the. Um, Seeds, stems, and leaves and roots of the elder are all poisonous to humans. So so you can eat the berries, you can eat the flowers, but don't eat the seeds. Yeah, you don't want to eat the seeds, stems, leaves. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to eat the stems and leaves or the stems and leaves too. But But they're all. I don't think you're going after. No, but you know, it's it's funny because people are getting curious and they ask Mm -hmm. those questions and they're like, "Oh, well, it has all these antioxidants. What if I were to eat?" You know these leaves. You you don't want to do that. Uh, One of the things that's becoming a really popular thing is is uh, people are finding out that certain plants are hosts for really particular insects, especially moths. Is this a host plant for for anything special? Uh, yeah, it, you know it does host a, a number of butterflies and moths, but most notably the Cercopia uh, moth. So that's that's a, a major host for that that moth. And, and if you're trying to attract that, this is a perfect shrub to put in your property for that. Very cool. Um, well, friend, you you stumped me once at the beginning okay, of the show yeah. with what plant we were going to talk about today. Now's the time where we tend to – you try and stump me again. All right. You ready for that? I um, still have some other great facts. I do can you really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we'll Rattle them off. So if you're putting them in your yard, um, it does like full sun to part shade. Mm-hmm. So if you have a little bit of a wetter spot, uh, full sun, it, it's very long-lived. It, it can live up to 60 years. Wow, I would so, so if you put it in, it, it's it's going to, to last a while, but it is susceptible to canker, powdery mildew, which is a lot of things in wet areas will be uh, leaf spot, boar, spider mites, and aphids. So be aware of that. Uh, branches are susceptible to damage from high winds. So it is kind of weak wooded. So you have to be a little bit careful with heavy snow and ice. Um, and the root system is shallow and um, I'm trying to, how do you, right, rhizom, 
Rhizomatous? Rhizomatous, yeah. Rhizomatous. I think so that's the word. It, and by saying, like, they sucker, it's, it's going to spread by mm-hmm. rhizomes underground, so it's going to be a little more shallow and pop up. So it's going to form a little bit more of a colony, so be aware of that. And it is a secondary successional plant. So in the successional forest, that's kind of where you start to see this one pop up. Very so, cool. Very cool. All right. You ready to see if I can stump you? I'm ready. All right. One you've already kind of guessed without even knowing. Uh-oh. So you're going to – I'm going to give you four, and one is going to be false. All right. So four are correct. One is false. Gotcha. So let's see if you can figure out. Uh, the botanical – uh, comes from the Greek word sambuk, meaning a musical pipe in reference to the hollowed shoots which are used to make pipes. Okay. Kenny G is the known owner of the oldest known elderberry musical pipe. Okay, that's a All fascinating right. one. Yeah. Um, that would be ironic if he, if he did. In folk medicine, elderberries have been used for uh, as a diaphoretic, a laxative, and its diuretic properties. Isn't everything? I think so. <laughs> One of these times is not going to be. Uh, Native Americans have a tradition of using its healing properties to treat fever and rheumatism. Mm-hmm. And the berries are used to make juice, jam, and wine. And because they are filled with antioxidants, I, so four of those are oh, correct, man. and one is not the, correct. The one that really stands out is that Kenny G, the <laughs> oldest. <laughs> but it could be the oldest elder. That one. Everything else sounds fairly. He is scientific. a musical genius. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Kenny G. He, he, he might own the second oldest one, but I don't think he owns the, the oldest. You are correct. I completely made that up. <laughs> you're two for two. All right. So, you know, and if you're looking at planting one, we always try to recommend planting a native over a non-native or an invasive. So this would be a good sub if you're thinking about maybe European cranberry bush. Mm-hmm. This would be a good sub instead of that. So yeah. think about if you're removing one, you know, planting one and removing one. And you have that on your property, which that uh, you know the European cranberry bush can get a little invasive. That's a good sub. Yeah. So now here comes the most important question. Yes. Would you plant this in your yard or not? I have it in my yard. I do, and I I've planted it recently. I planted it within the last two years. So I'm excited for this to get a little bit larger. The deer have browsed it a little bit, so it, it's been set back a little bit, but it's still surviving and getting a little bit bigger for me every year. Yeah. That's so how about you? Is that something I, you would I don't do? have it in my yard, and uh, I go back and forth. I Overall, I'd say yes. It can get a little bit big um, for, for my yard at least, but it's, uh, it's a really cool plant. But if you, if you have a, a confined space and you need to keep yeah. something in check there, yeah. it might not be the plant for that spot. Yeah. But it provi- if you're into the, like the permaculture aspect of it and you're, you want to eat the flowers, which eating the flowers, I will say, means you don't get berries later. Yes, that's but, true. But um, if you're into that, which I am, it's a great, yeah. great plant for that because you can use so many components of it. And it has really, really um, big benefits for, for health benefits. And that was part of the reason yeah. I planted it. And, and again, Tom makes a good point. If you're, if you're going to use the flowers, don't deplete it of all the flowers if you want berries later on. You want to be able to enjoy yeah. the plant. I, the elderflower fritters are delicious. They are. But the berries are, are just as good. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I agree. So there you go. That's day number two. I think we did a much more complete job yeah, today. I do too. And uh, – We'll see you again tomorrow. We'll be back. The only thing missing yep. is our buzzer. Uh, all right. Let's, we'll see if we can get that for the next one. <laughs> all right. See you all next right. time. See you later. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. 
Hey everyone, this is Fran. And Tom. And we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.